love looting. Yeah. I love picking up <laughs> shit and putting it in my inventory. <laughs> there are very few things that uh, give me like a, you know, that much excitement than yeah. finding stuff and actually making out with it. Well, you know, it, yeah, it's getting, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I love the looting aspect of Tarkov. That was something that just, whoo, yeah. loved it. So now you said your your opinion on Tarkov. So you've stepped away from it. You guys broke yeah. up. You're done. We broke up. I'm done. I have deleted her number. <laughs> she has tried to call me from other people's phones. And I have told her to stay away, devil. And I have kept, like stayed strong. I have not gone back. So... <laughs> All right, welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to share their stories, experiences, and their uh, and advice. And today, I am super excited to have Spinachi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, this is gonna be fun. So, what I normally do is we start the we start the pot off with three rapid questions just to get the the juices flowing. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First one. Best vacation ever uh definitely hawaii i went with my childhood best girlfriend um one of my siblings and my dad and it was so much fun oh wow I loved that's hawaii. cool yeah all right this one's a good one you could sit with anyone in the world present day or history who are you sitting with for an hour to just to talk with steve Irwin. oh nice question of my life <laughs> that's a cool one all right yeah and so you're going out to eat what are you eating? Favorite restaurant? What's your favorite meal? Um, you know, I am, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, so please don't judge me. There is this place that's near to my house that makes the best beef tongue you will ever eat. Oh, okay. And it's not you. I swear <laughs> it sounds disgusting until you actually have it. Like if you go to Korean barbecue or Japanese yeah. barbecue, they have some great beef tongue but i love beef tongue and rice with some wasabi chef's kiss okay all right we'll let you go on that one <laughs> all right so the reason why you're here is veritas was on one of my pods a while ago and at the end of every pod i asked somebody asked them to suggest somebody to come on and i asked him and he was going through his you know his twitter dms and it's like rattling off like shroud and and, and he said you know what <laughs> he found you and he goes here's this is a great one she was a mentor of mine, OG, fantastic person. She was there from, from the start, and he mentioned you. How did you awesome. find Veritas? Um, so way back when Tarkov first came out, like ages, there were only like three maps. Um, Veritas had just started playing, and he was like kind of frequenting some of the streams I watched, and then like yeah. he popped into my stream, and we started chatting that, he also just started playing Tarkov and streaming and we just kind of bonded over playing and having like similar play styles. Yeah. And uh yeah, just became friends just through loving Tarkov and like streaming and yeah, the usual the usual Twitch story of streamer <laughs> friendships, I would say. Oh, nice. Now have you guys met each other at TwitchCon or in We passing? have. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. We met um I think it was like the week that Veritas got partnered. Oh, it was cool. like the same week. I think it was TwitchCon San Jose. 
I think that was the one. And we met and we hung out there. And absolutely, I, I adore him. He's such oh, a great person. So cool. All right. So that's that's how you ended up here. Yes. Here we are. Yeah. All right. So who is Spinachy? Where does the name come from? It's a unique name. Um. So it's this is like, I would say it's not that unique. Honestly, at the end okay. of the day, it's more of like a whoopsie. If you've been like gaming from like Diablo or like World of Warcraft, you know that there was like, you either added a bunch of numbers at the end of your name mm -hmm. or you had to like misspell things that kind of spelled like something. But um, <laughs> so I used to play D&D uh, &D with my brothers fairly like fairly often. Like yeah. we'd have campaigns that we would like, run through and I could never think of like a name for my characters. So I would do this thing where I would, like look around the room and I would try and pick like an item and like name my character after like whatever was in the room. <laughs> and we were playing at the kitchen table and there was spinach in the kitchen. So okay. I was like, I'm going to name my character spinach, right? So this time, and it was like a healer. So I liked the name so much, and I was having so much fun playing that campaign with my siblings that I was also playing World of Warcraft at the time. This was like 2006, maybe. Okay. Um, and I was like, I'm going to name my night elf druid spinach because it just makes sense as a healer, right? So that's already taken, of course, which we all know. Yes. And so then I was like, I'll misspell it. I'll throw an E at the end, right? And then that's already taken. <laughs> so then I throw two E's at the end. And I'm like, spinachy. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. I was like, it sounds like, oh, like a lot of spinach. <laughs> so I just like, I don't know what it was, but I just liked it. And I kept it for like every name that I could get. Okay. That ever. is a great yeah. story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your background? Where did you grow up? Yo, all that um, kind of fun I'm, stuff. Yeah, so I'm from Southern California, um, and I used to, like like we kind of previously touched on, I used to do marketing for companies, so I would yep. get hired, and then a company would uh, put me on a certain product, and I would research within that territory um, or area that I was assigned to, like how to make the market growth go up on that particular product, and like yep. my background is, is like in technology, so I've worked for like Microsoft, Sony, oh, cool. Amazon. Uh, primarily on the gaming side of things so yeah. it was already like something I grew up with because I do have two older brothers yeah uh which are like big bonding was always like playing games together um and twitch kind of just fell into that because yeah. we watched each other play games all the time so it was just kind of easy to watch other people and then uh I just started streaming. I don't know. It just oh. kind of like you do it as you're like, I might as well like throw this on so my friends can watch me. Yeah. And so that's kind of like how I got into gaming. I worked in gaming and then Twitch was really just like a hobby on the side for yeah. me. Okay. So now going yeah. back, when did gaming start? So obviously with your brothers, you guys had a console or a computer or where, where did uh, it start? So I had both. Luckily, um, both my siblings, um, they are, I would I don't want to be like they're the nerdiest you can get but like they have so many different likes between the two of them within like nerd culture in general um, yeah like from comics to building computers to gaming to anime so we kind yeah. of really touched on all that stuff we started with an NES I mm -hmm. was too young for it uh the first time I can remember playing a game was SNES and I played Mario Paint if you've ever played that okay like and that's like where it was literally a coloring book. And then with the fly swatter mode at the end, if you remember correctly. 
Um, and then like Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Uh, those are the kind of things that I remember like first starting to play. And that was just more, we had the console. And then my brother, Ted, he built me my first computer when uh, Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction came out. Okay. So that we could all play. And then we would all like land together <laughs> and and play like uh, like Brood War and Lord of Destruction. And that was like, we kind of switch off between the SNES um n64 and our pcs yeah okay so you know what are some of the games that really stuck out over the years before you went out on your own and you know got your own pc and whatnot oh my gosh that is such a hard question um i mean i guess i could start i probably unreal tournament 2 yeah was like the first time i really had fun playing a game by myself yeah and then probably lord of destruction and then this is going to be like way out of left field. Final Fantasy X. Okay. Yes, yeah. too. Those were like when I was young, those I specifically remember playing and like absolutely like just loving, yeah. you know, and I feel like they put me on this trajectory of like the things I like today Yeah. because of that. Okay. So now, yeah. you know, a lot of us, you know, as we, you know, grow up, grow older, we have like a little span where we maybe have a game. Did you have a break between a few years or... Have you been gaming, you know, right since that, you know, any of uh, Super Always. NES? Yeah? I, it's kind of, I mean, I feel like I, the most I've ever taken, like, breaks from, like, gaming is really when I focus, like, hyper-focused on a game. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I was super into, like, Rainbow Six Siege for mm-hmm. years, and, oh, I mean, I only played that game, and then Tarkov for, like, yeah. a couple years, and that's all I played, and I... I would say that's like my biggest break from actual gaming because there's they're so specific. Yeah. Um, that I like left a lot of stuff on my backlog. But um no, like I don't think I've ever taken like an actual break from gaming just because yeah. it's so uh woven into my life, like with all my friends and my family, mm-hmm. like both my parents play games, oh, I cool. play games with my brothers. It's like it's never been like a moment where we didn't game like we would yeah. go to my dad's office and we played like uh if you're familiar with like day of defeat like you yeah. know like mm-hmm. it was just, oh yeah we just so like we would play dod i don't know it's just always i don't think i ever was a moment just because i'm so close with my family and then yeah. i would say most of my friends and the people i socialize with game so it's just always been yeah a constant right all right very cool so now if you had to pick one game all time that really is your favorite like you can just it just has a place in your heart what is that game you know i'm a variety streamer right? i know like, you're I, a variety there's so streamer, many but, choices but there's you know there's there may be one that just sticks out that like oh you know it just war you know it, it's a great story or you know just uh, some moment okay. uh, all right i'm gonna say the first last of us game okay like, i still think about finishing that game and just being like oh my god like just being like that was the most incredible game i've ever played yeah uh now i mean i might go back and forth i really love the most recent god of war from 2018 mm-hmm. love that game but i think the most wow moment i've had was when the first last of us game yep. came out it was just it was just so amazing. well done yeah yeah absolutely very cool any games you're looking forward to coming out um, as you can see, my cat is playing in the background, so I'm yeah. really looking forward to Stray. Okay. Uh, if you have you seen that? It's I have like a not. puzzle game. It's a it's a puzzle game with a cat, and it looks so cute and so well done. I'm so pumped for Stray. And then 
God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it that I'm looking forward to this year. Starfield looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, which I, I'm a big No Man's Sky fan, and it yeah. looks like a fancier No Man's Sky, so probably uh, yes, that too. Yeah. yeah, that was an interesting, you know, there was so much hype when No Man's Sky came out, and it took, and you know, it took so long to get it to where it's now, and I'm glad it did, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people stuck with it, and, and the end result right now is a fantastic game. Yeah, I you know what? I really enjoyed it when it first came out, too. I was one of those people where I had no expectations. Yeah. I literally had no expectations I was going to go in, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, like you said, I think that the updates that they've done and the changes they've implemented mm -hmm. over the last few years have turned what I would consider a poor launch for most people yes. into an absolutely incredible game that has so much replayability and... You can just do so much in it. I yeah. I love No Man's Sky. I will I will sing how much I love it from the <laughs> ceiling. I just so it's so good. So Starfield hopefully will do the same. And and kudos for the developer to stick with it because mm -hmm. a lot of developers would not put that effort and stick with it for so yeah. long. They just abandon it and yeah. it would be like, well, let's just try uh you know something else, something new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I now, agree. So for streaming, so when did you start streaming? What did you start streaming on? Um, so I actually, okay, so 2014 was the first time I streamed. Oh, wow. Yeah, so 2014 was the first time I streamed. Um, and that was because I was interested in being like a shoutcaster for yeah. StarCraft II. Okay. Because Wings of Liberty was semi-new at the time. And I had taken an interest in like, doing that so i wanted to kind of jump into that profession or at mm -hmm. least working in the industry on something i really liked and uh i thought that starting streaming and like kind of dabbling in it would be great for public speaking great yeah. on my resume in general um it wasn't necessarily something that i was like i'm gonna go into this and like you know become a professional streamer it was more of something to uh bulk up my resume in order to get me somewhere else yeah um, and so I started streaming the first time I actually was on Twitch, I streamed Starcraft. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, ah, I don't know if this really is like for me, you know, I, there is a certain aspect of like, if you've been playing games so long by yourself, especially like myself, I'm really big into single player games. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of hard to share certain experiences at first for me. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if this is what I want. So uh, I let almost an entire year go by before I streamed again yeah. after I dabbled with some StarCraft and played Evil Within when it launched. And I was like, okay, this was kind of fun. I replayed it. You can talk to people about games. I yeah. liked it. And then again, uh, I was like, I guess I can stick with it because this is good for what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I ended up staying on Twitch for a couple months, but then Dragon Age Inquisition dropped and I had that same kind of feeling again where I'm like, I don't want to share this with people. I want this all to myself. <laughs> you know, I don't, like, I just want to do whatever I want to do and, like, not worry about being entertaining. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite things I learned when streaming is I play video games with my mouth open and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to have to think about closing my mouth all the time, too. You know? Um, so then I took more time off. I was, like, very spotty when it came. When I mm -hmm. first started streaming, I let months go by and then, like, I'm like, I guess I'll play this or that. Um, 
So it really wasn't till it'll be three years in August that I've been like actually full time and sticking with it. Yeah. I've always just had like my I'm gonna do air quotes real job and then yeah. my uh streaming as a hobby. So it was I started in 2014, but it was so spotty over the years. I really have only been about full time this yeah. August three years. Yeah. Okay. So now do you remember, you know, because you've been on and off, do you remember your first sub or you've had, you know, a couple of oh, times coming? Oh yeah. Okay. I like, um, I remember, I think, uh, one of the things I love about the foundation of that I've built in my Twitch chat is like, mm -hmm. it's so important for me to, uh, have a connection with the people that are there. Yeah. So, uh, I know I would say that if someone has not changed their name and they were like an avid talker, mm -hmm. I'll remember them almost always. Oh, cool. Um, sometimes no, you know, yeah. uh, but for the most part, I would say a lot of my longtime viewers, like I have people from like day one that still hang out, which is yeah. one of the most amazing feelings. But, uh, all my original like subs and stuff. Oh yeah. Like I, oh, cool. we all know each other and I'm like, they're all friends. It's, it's yeah. really wonderful. It's such a beautiful thing. Oh, it's very cool. Now, and I'm yeah. assuming you still remember your first mods and every, you know, all along the way. Oh as well. yeah, yeah, of course. Of <laughs> course. It's uh yeah, definitely. Most of my mods uh, that I have now are my original mods. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. few are not around. Like, I haven't modded someone in probably like years, right? I have my same like <laughs> yeah. 10 people and that's all I need, you know? Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a couple of people on who've been you know, streaming for a while and their mods and first subs ended up being like best men at their wedding and things like that. It's just such, yeah. it's such a neat feeling. That makes me cry. I love that. <laughs> that makes me so It. There are so many people that I like, like my best girlfriend I met through Twitch, mm -hmm. you know, like, a lot of my mods I've met in person, you know, yeah. and we've had lunch or like we try to meet up once a year. And it's uh, I, I feel very lucky the connection that I have with a lot of the people in my community yeah. and especially like my mods. I love them. They're the best. <laughs> really. Well, it's it's funny how life has changed where, you know, I was just talking about this the other day of how, you know, online, you know, chatting with people, you know, versus your IRL friends, you you know more about the people you're chatting with nightly because you're spending hours with them versus your IRL friends. It's, it's just a, a stronger connection at times. It seems. Um, I kind of view it as like, I'm sure you're like familiar with like proximity theory. Right. And like, yeah. it's like your, your coworkers know more about you than like your spouse. Right. Yeah. Like the, the whole concept, uh, proximity theory, I feel like is how Twitch really is because we're literally always there together, even if we're not in the same physical space mm -hmm. that I never find it shocking that these people know our whole lives. Right. Yeah. And we know their whole lives It's because there is no space between us. Yeah. We're constantly available. Uh, and I, yeah, it's so easy to build your connection that way. It's yeah. just so simple. It's really, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love that. <laughs> As long as it's positive. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so now, when did you get to a point where you, you thought, hey, I could do this full time and, you know, put your air quotes, real job behind you? Uh, yeah. Um, so I've never felt that way. <laughs> always, <laughs> there's always part of me that's like, this is so iffy. Like, <laughs> I like if my old boss sometimes he'll call me and he'll say, oh, do you want to pick up like a short term contract? Because he knows yeah. what I do. Like. I don't, I don't hide my, uh, my Twitch life from yeah. anybody in my real life. 
And he's like, oh, do you want to pick up a short-term contract? And I'll pick him up, right? Yeah. Because I um, I don't know if it's because I I worked my real job and <laughs> and streamed at the same time, but I've never felt that comfortability with it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, which is probably an, a bad thing to say, but I think that for me, I need more stability in mm-hmm. general. So I always leave that door open to pick up a short-term contract. Yeah. Uh, if I can, I, yeah. as long as it doesn't impact my stream schedule, um, why I went full time was because I saw an opportunity where I could make ends meet and mm-hmm. put more effort into something that I felt, uh, fulfilled my life more. Yeah. Um, cause like I mentioned, like the job that I was doing, it was definitely all about helping other people make more money. Yeah. Right. Um, and you don't necessarily see like a positive impact, mm-hmm. uh, when I felt like when you get a positive message from somebody from your community or you see friendships formed because of the space that you facilitate, yeah, it was very rewarding to me. And I felt like it, it just, that hit of like emotion was worth putting the extra effort in and taking that risk knowing Mm -hmm. that i could always go back to my old job yeah oh that's nice that's nice you had that safety safety net to go back to oh oh yeah like i said i'm very open like i i talked to my my boss and i still or my i guess he's my ex-boss still chat if like he wants work done or whatever so uh i like i said i've never felt like that Oh my god! If like stream fails, <laughs> like I'm screwed. No, I can always yeah. like go back to my uh, my old job if I really yeah. really wanted to. Um, so I do. I I'm lucky in that way. Yeah, and that's you know that's probably why you know I I was going to talk about this later, but like the mental fatigue that you I see a lot of streamers you know f- struggle with, yeah. and a lot of them are people who just are you know they they just play one game, but the variety streamers. You don't hear, you don't see a lot of like that just mental anguish that, you know, you see from other ones, like the, the people who just main a game. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I used to play Rainbow Six Siege exclusively and then Tarkov exclusively, yeah. like back to back. So uh, it was like a perfect segue from Siege to Tarkov for me, yeah. luckily. Like it worked out very well uh, when I started to be like, I'm, I'm sick of playing siege like i was sick of a lot of stuff right and i was like i'm ready to like move on still play something i like and my community will like which was tarkov was perfect for yeah uh but after like uh almost two years of almost playing exclusively tarkov it got to the point to me where i was like i'm just i'm tired i'm tired of tarkov right (laughs) i need i i needed something like fresh and there was unfortunately uh for me like i i had built my community around siege and tarkov and like fps games so walking away and being like i'm gonna add in this thing now like you lose your viewership right it's this huge uh it's like it it was crazy which i was prepared for and there's i want to emphasize there's nothing wrong with that because everybody is entitled to watch whatever they want to watch right yeah Mm -hmm. but i for me, it was like, do I play Tarkov because that will bring in viewers or 
do I do something that will make me a little bit more happy and like give right. me a little bit more variety, like a little bit more to say than yeah. just like, oh, we got killed by a scavenger, you know, like whatever. So yeah, um, I think that even though it was really scary and at first was like a huge change, you know, I would even like if you would ask me back then, like a mistake to switch off of Tarkov. Yeah. Uh, Long term, it was so good for me because I'm so much happier. Yeah. Having that leeway to pick and choose what i can play now yeah. i do think that variety some people might it's like the whole like the grass is greener right, right. like concept but you have to still be so particular with variety like you can't just go back like flip-flopping between different titles that are super different you yeah. do have to be like kind of specific like oh if i'm playing resident evil i'm gonna play silent hill after this yeah. because they're very similar and like people can still enjoy them and I'll be excited, so on and so forth. So there is like some thinking involved when you uh, pick games as variety. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't feel the same kind of like, oh, I have to, I have to play Tarkov today or I have to play Siege yeah. today. Like if I don't, then my job is at risk, you know, which I yeah. feel like a lot of people feel that. Mm -hmm. And it's very scary because if you've built your channel years on the same game. Yeah. I mean, it's to be expected. People, that's what they're watching you for. Yeah. Like that's, you know, and like you can't, you can't be mad at that. You know, like we, we did that. It's like, uh, you know, you own your own shop, right? You own your yeah. own store and you sell ice cream and then you decide that you're not going to sell ice cream anymore. You're going to sell tacos. People aren't going to show up. They already have their taco store that they like. You got to build a right. new base, you know? And I think that, uh, it is very scary switching from a main game, um, to variety. But it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because I feel way less pressure, especially if I hate a game. Mm -hmm. I can just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. I can just walk away. There's millions of games I can yeah. play, right? It's amazing. I don't ever have to stress, you know, yeah. about that. I, you yeah. know, I don't get tired of that for sure. And, and you bring up a good point is like, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to look or come off your like you're miserable, not enjoying playing a game because your viewers, your community will pick up on that and they're not yeah. going to want to stick around. They want to they come for you, your personality at this point. You're, you know, that's who they want to yeah. see. And if you're not happy, I can go somewhere else and watch somebody who is enjoying themselves. Yeah. Or even worse, you build a community on negativity. Oh, God, yes. That's and so that, I mean, that's just what. It, and they don't even mean to do it, right? Yeah. And then before you know it, you're you know you're off the rails. Yeah. Because you, yeah. I mean, it is it is what it is, unfortunately, yeah. and that's something that you really have to weigh. You know, weigh the pros and cons. Is this worth it or this not? It's almost yeah. like any other job, too, right? Like, right. I'm gonna show up and be miserable, or I'm gonna you know have a nice time. It it really does depend. It could be the same job, but different people have different yeah. experiences. Oh, totally. And you also bring up a good point about being that variety streamer that I never thought of, like your transition from, like you said, Resident Evil to Silent Hill. You're not going to go from Minecraft to Rainbow Six because your community will be in shock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, like I said, a lot of people don't necessarily think about those things yeah. in variety. Oh, like, like I said, the grass is greener. And so someone that plays one specific game all the time might be like, oh, it'll be so much better to play variety. But it has its own stresses. Like yeah. I said, like, some things will not hit. Like I, uh, a really great example is I love the Yakuza games. Mm -hmm. I love them, but they're terrible to stream. My community. Oh, are they? Like, oh yeah. And like, 
JRPGs, I love JRPGs. <laughs> I cannot play them on my channel. People leave because I mean, it's just because there's so much grinding involved. People yeah. don't want to watch it, and I get it. Yeah. You know, and that those are things you do have to like think about when mm -hmm. you're streaming. Yeah. You know, and you're doing variety. You never want to like, like you said, shock someone. You want to like do like easy transitions, mm -hmm. and then obviously like. I think a big part for me that works well for my like me and my community yeah. is discussing the things that I want to play next. Okay. Um, I'm like very open about like, oh, I want to do this. I want to try this. I've never played this. Like, how do you guys feel about it? And gauging your audience before playing it as a variety streamer, I think is one of the best tips I can ever give any variety streamer. Excellent. Like any caster. Yeah, absolutely. Have three options chat about them, see how your community feels, and the one that they're most excited for, play it, see what yeah. happens. If it doesn't work, you don't like it, people aren't showing up, switch to the other, you know, yeah. like, but I think that's so important, like, doing variety, like, picking games that work well, complement each other, one after the other, and then obviously having the discussion with your community. Yeah, very smart. Cool. And oh, speaking of Yakuza, I don't know if you watch much TV, but there's a great show on HBO called Tokyo, Tokyo Vice. Vice. Yes. yes, I watched it. It's so good. It made me want to play Yakuza again. It's so good. It's so, yes. I love Tokyo Vice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, eighth episode. Come on, there's gotta be more. I know. It, but they got a second season. They just got renewed. So I'm yes. stoked. Yes. They couldn't leave me on that cliffhanger, you know? <laughs> Excellent. So now when did you find out you got partnered from Twitch? What was that oh my experience gosh. like? I feel like my partner's story is so different than many other people's. Like, All right. So I did not have a PC when I started streaming. I streamed direct from PlayStation with the PlayStation what? camera. And, yep. And that's <laughs> oh how I did God. it. Wait, hang on. You got I, partnered on your console? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. You do not see that anymore. No. Back in like 20... This was 2016. It was like... That was not necessarily uncommon, you yeah. know, because I mean, the platforms changed just in so many years, you know, yeah. so like back then it was hard to get partnered on your console, but you could do it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I got partnered in 2016. I did not own a PC. I literally <laughs> just I read the chat from my TV on my console Oh my God. Uh, with the PlayStation camera and my PlayStation mic. And wow. yeah, so <laughs> it was, uh, but I will say when I did apply for my partnership, it took me five tries. Yeah. Um, I told them, I said, if you partner me, I will buy a PC and I will make you not regret it. And then I got partnered. <laughs> so, and I did get a PC, not right away, but I did, yeah. do, obviously <laughs> I did do it. Now, how did you find out? Everybody's story is a little bit different. Um, so I worked for Amazon for many years and mm -hmm. I had, uh, friends that obviously Twitch and Amazon own each other that worked at the Twitch office. And like one oh, of my okay. buddies was like, guess who got partnered? <laughs> and I was like, stop. It hadn't even gone through yet, but that's how, like, I found out oh, was no like way. one of my, like, yeah, people that I had met working at Amazon hit me up and he, like when I still worked there, I was like, guess who got partnered? I was so stoked. I was honestly so excited. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So now over the years, has much changed? I'm sure much has changed on the platform from streaming from when, you know, when you were streaming on your console to now, yeah. you know, is I got to think it's improved. What's, you know, what's your experience been? Um, you know, I can focus. I'm going to focus on something negative that's right. changed. 
that's changed to a positive. And it really could be my age. It could be how I handle myself. It could be learning this. But I really do want to say that in general, because so many people have started streaming Mm -hmm. and have experienced it now, I think this is like the core thing. Even if you've streamed a handful of times ever, you know, after doing that, like how to be respectful in someone else's stream. Yeah. And I remember first starting out, there were so many assholes. Uh, Of course. (laughs) All the time. All the time. Like back in 2014, it was was the wild, wild west, you know, like it was so different. And, um, you know, like I said, moderation tools have helped so much. But I really do think uh with gaming and streaming and content creation being more like a mainstream thing more yeah. like uh just implemented in almost every facet of our life like yeah. you know it's, it's created a uh i think a different kind of feeling cuz people know what it's like they know how yeah. much work it is they know when you know it, it sucks to act a certain way or per, like push certain boundaries now Etiquette, people still yeah. do it yeah, absolutely. Like, but I think uh, over time, like I said, with so many people dabbling in it now mm-hmm. and um, so many people being more particular and having tools in order to correct behaviors. Yeah. Um, I've really seen like it's not great, but definitely a turn for the better in yes. uh, the way other people are treated. Still room for improvement, but yeah. definitely like comparing it from 2014 to 2022 it's huge huge difference i can only imagine because like you said probably wild wild west nobody you know cared what they said yeah no moderation add in as a female into a space that's probably you know predominantly guys and whatnot you just yeah i can only imagine how awful it was the honestly i wish i could tell you some of the comments (laughs) that like stick out in my mind Uh. over the years I mean, I look back and I laugh, you yeah. know, just like high school. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, that's like the big thing that I've noticed. And like I said, it could be like just myself growing as a creator. But yeah. I think a lot has to do with uh, the type of people that um, just have had those experiences now and yeah. they know how to act. Yeah. And I think that's helped a lot. And like, obviously, I think. There's room for improvement, but mm-hmm. the tools that we have received have definitely, I feel like at least helped in my yeah. community, like kind of create a more positive atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I had this conversation with Nixia, who's a, a Tarkov streamer, and yeah. she ended up starting a, a, a she, they called them the chatettes. And basically okay. it's a discord, a discord with all of these other female streamers who are just com- coming into Tarkov where they can go and sort of share, okay, you know what? I got this creepy guy. And so now the whole chatettes know who to keep an eye out for, and it's just a way for them, a support channel as well, which is, is pretty cool if they have you know, yeah. set up today. Yeah, it always, uh, I actually have something very similar. Yeah. Um, so uh, with my stream team, I'm pretty open about people that I've seen. You know, we share a lot of the same communities. And then most of the ladies that uh, come through my channel, I keep in contact with just to see if there's anybody that's ever pushed out of line. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's really important. Have you ever watched Mulan? Yes. Okay, you know at the beginning. I've got kids. Of course I've watched Mulan. 
<laughs> where he's like, now all of China knows you're here. And he throws the flame and like, you know, you see the great wall light up. <laughs> if you think as a, if you act like an asshole in someone's chat, trust me, if you go into any other channel they go into, they know. Ah, uh, okay. As the ladies yeah i swear well it's so fast yeah like i will message all of my girlfriend's nice. streamers if, if someone acts out of line yeah so it's and it's so important too and yeah. i think when i first started streaming there wasn't that same kind of support yeah that there is now and it feels less of like you're competing with other streamers and more of like helping each other yeah. out well that's and good so it's nice to hear that there's more communities that do that too as well yeah well actually that's something i want to pick your brain on a little later is about the different communities that you've experienced becoming from you know rainbow six to tarkov yeah. and, and being variety but we'll hit that a little later but right now what was you know do you remember your first big raid that time you got raided by somebody who just dropped you know a thousand viewers or something insanely into your oh, live stream my goodness you know uh Hmm. Probably this is gonna be so this is so perfect. Okay, so I can remember too. So first one, I since I was so involved in Rainbow Six Siege and yeah. they would hold the Rainbow Six like tournaments on their main channel, they rated me after like a competition, which oh, was no like way. really exciting, which kind of sucked though, because I was streaming direct on PlayStation. I was like, I don't want these people to think that like I'm some <laughs> uh like console pleb you know like i kind of like not that there's anything wrong i love console i love my playstation don't get me wrong but like i was so nervous because it's like here they are watching like a pc tournament and now they're watching me on my playstation <laughs> i was like oh my god why couldn't they have waited until i had a pc right but that was really cool and then and then of course you know cotton cotton rated me oh no when way. i first started playing tarkov and like that was really cool so those are probably like the two first like big raids yeah i ever had that now, i can remember in my mind when that happens how do you mentally prepare for something like that because you're you know what your numbers go from x to all of a sudden you know three times x um, try to think of it like a lot of people are just gonna lurk and listen yeah you know and i try to treat it like i talk to people that are just talking to me yeah. and not try to hyper focus on the fact that there's a lot of people lurking, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, just try to be myself the most you can. It's so it's one of those things where it's like it takes practice. Yeah. Like I'm trying to put into words like how you prepare for it. You don't. You shake. <laughs> like I remember like I can't. Where's, I wish I had my controller. I was like probably like this, <laughs> you know, like playing like absolute dog shit. yeah and you know like, you just get so nervous but like you know it just takes practice yeah. and it takes knowing uh this is gonna sound like really preachy but like just knowing your worth knowing that you're a good creator and that as long as you're being who you are yeah you're gonna get people to hang out and stay because you're a great creator and you gotta yeah. just like be okay with that and if pe people are gonna leave you're not gonna be their cup of tea and like it makes you like oh i'm losing 500 viewers ever <laughs> you know like People come to lurk. It's just like the same thing. Like I said, people aren't going to show up if you're not playing the game they like, so on and so forth. You're not yeah. the streamer they know. They're going to, you know, it is what it is. But like, yeah. it's definitely nerve wracking. It takes practice and like, God, the same thing that you see tweeted all the time. Don't look at the numbers. Just, yeah. just be yourself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. And now, you know, 
I've had other content creators come on and they talk about chat is weird, certain like just crazy or weird on certain either days of the week, times of the year, certain evenings versus night. You know, what have you yeah. found? Um, so my mods and I call it a hard drug day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So sometimes like we swear there's just something in the water and people are just acting out. You're like, are you okay? Is it a full moon? Um, I honestly, I, so I'm a nine to fiver, right? Yeah. I stream like I hit all the time zones cause I do it nine to five. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I've noticed necessarily a crazy time. I do think weekends get wilder mm -hmm. because people like they're finally like, oh, you know, and they take off like the button up, the tie, the whole thing. And they can finally relax. And like now they're just like all their stress is like letting loose. I would say it's weird on the weekends, but yeah. really, I have not tried to study the hard drugs day. I try to wipe them from my memory. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh I will try and nail that down. One day when I have the, you know, the algorithm for you, I yeah. will let you know to warn <laughs> <All right>. you. <laughs> oh, so now what advice would you have for somebody who's starting out into this space? Um, expect nothing and then be surprised by the positive things that come. Okay. Uh, whether that's making friends whether it's better at the like public speaking, uh, an excuse to treat yourself to a new controller, a new monitor, you know, like some people that wouldn't necessarily do that, you know, and those are like nice little things yeah. that you don't think about as being a positive to your life. Streaming can be that outside of financial success. Yeah. And, um, then you might even be surprised by the other things that happen after. All right, cool. And now on the other side of that, what has been the toughest thing for you, you know, as a content creator and streamer? Uh, hmm. That is, that's an interesting question. I think it's knowing when to walk away from work. Yeah is probably the hardest thing because like I mentioned before you are online all the time as someone that games as a hobby as yeah. well and like likes to be on the internet as a hobby um I'm always available and I think that sometimes that doesn't leave much room for Ashley and makes more room for spinachy yeah and can that can be hard when you're trying to be the best version of not only like your offline self but the creator version of you okay cool and now over the years what has been the highlight was it twitch partnered was it that big raid or what's something oh, that really stuck you're out you're gonna make me cry oh let's do uh, it come on um okay i'm gonna i'm like such an emotional <laughs> fish i'm so sorry um probably the most incredible thing is like what I kind of touched on before is having like facilitating this space on the internet where yeah. people become like real life friends. Yeah. And it is the most rewarding feeling seeing those people game together, seeing yeah. those people meet up and become friends and knowing because you facilitated this area, they had the chance to meet. And mm -hmm. that is the best thing about being a streamer, in my opinion. Yeah. Excellent. And you didn't cry, so you're good. 
I didn't. My chat's <laughs> gonna be so surprised. I do you cry a lot on stream? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> I swear to God, I think so. Anything I'm like happy, sad, yeah. like one of my or uh, I almost said the F word. Sorry. One that, of my no, this is okay. Chat, you can drop an F bomb. We're okay. good here. Of one of my uh, community members just got engaged. I swear to God, hearing about his love story, I like cry every time. <laughs> I just, it just makes me so happy. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So now as a variety streamer, you know, your community is really your community. You're not jumping into game communities like with Rainbow Six or mm -hmm. um, with Tarkov. You know, what's that experience been like? Because your community sort of travels with you, right? Yes. Um, so I would say the it is hard to grow in variety. It is it is hard to get new regulars. You may like hit a game where you're like, it's just popping because it's a, like a legacy game. Like when I played, uh, I had never played any of the Half-Life games until like two years ago. And yeah. I played through all of them. Like, you know, I did like Black Mesa and like, you know, like so on and so forth. And I remember thinking, I'm like, there are so many people that love this, like these games. Right. Yeah. And like you see them for like part time, you know. Um, but like I said, the important part when you are variety is remembering that the next game you play after like something like Half-Life mm -hmm. has to be something that those people that specifically love Half-Life will also enjoy. Yeah. You play Portal 1 and 2 after, you know, like you pick uh, certain yeah. things and then you create this relationship where they're not there for the game anymore. They're there for the interaction with you, the creator and with the community. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really important in variety that they'll move with you as long as you're picking games that they can enjoy and give them long enough to grow roots to enjoy the content. Yeah. After. Okay. Makes sense. So now with um, the variety aspect of things, do you, you mainly play solo or do you actually, you know, do you play with other people too? Do you uh, find the I games mainly, that are multi? I mainly play solo. Yeah. Um, I do really, uh, you know, it's because I enjoy the sound of my voice. No, just kidding. Uh, it's because like sometimes when you have, um, what I would say, like too many cooks in the, like in the kitchen, yeah, it can spoil the food. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I try to limit my multiplayer games on my stream just because if you have other streamers come in, which is great and really mm -hmm. fun, I think it's better as like a special treat instead yeah. of like a consistent, at least for the way I create. Yep. Um, and then you don't have to worry. Like, I also like hate talking over people and like, like, even though I, I probably seems like I'm super extroverted, I'm like very laid back, like in real <laughs> life. And I'm like, if someone's talking, I'm like this, I'm like, I'm just gonna do my thing. Yeah. Like, I just want to let them do their thing. And yeah. So uh, like even Tarkov, I played solo the entire time. I never oh, played. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, I hear the same thing from a lot of other people. Basically, it's like when I'm playing my game or, you know, just myself, it's myself and the community. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the storytelling time versus when I'm playing, you know, I'm playing with other people. I'm yeah. not ignoring the community or the chat, but it's just, I'm not, you know, they're not getting the normal me. Yes. And I think that also there's like when you're playing with other people, Especially if you're playing with other creators, I think there's yeah. a level of respect you give to that creator where you're like, I want to make sure I'm being very like in tune with them and listening to them because you want to respect their space too. Yeah. But it, the the effect of that is you're gonna ignore your community a little bit more. And someone like myself that likes to be like 
hyperactive in the community and like talk shit a lot yeah. like with them it, it takes away from that right because like at the end of the day you're like i really want to you know respect this person and be respected mm -hmm. back and so you you don't give the same kind of focus that you yeah. would like when you're just playing alone for sure okay all right yeah. so we have a special event coming up you're playing a multiplayer game you're picking three other people past present streamer content creators who's who's coming to play with <laughs> with you and what game are they playing oh that is a tough question i know that's why we uh, you know that's why you're here to answer the tough questions okay so i'm really lucky that a lot of like my <sighs> okay all right what's the last okay you know i used to sweat really hard in overwatch okay i used to sweat really hard in overwatch um so i bring like one of my best friends his name's josh he's crepe shot he's one of my mods okay he is one of the best gamers i've ever played with i swear to god i could drop a donut in any game and will win <laughs> because he's <laughs> so good uh probably both my brothers yeah because like i could like not even talk to them and we can like destroy people together because you just like you have that you know you're in tune yeah um and then okay so can i do like you can uh, yeah, my, you I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do five i'm gonna do All five right. i'm gonna do five yeah. and then my best girlfriend uh melly sugar melly she's another streamer on twitch um and then who else and then probably my good friend phil who's also one of my mods his name's ghostface amazing yeah, that would be my squad. That'd and be what my game squad are you playing? Play. Are you playing Overwatch? Overwatch. Okay. We're playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh. All right. So a little, a couple of questions on Tarkov because this is, you know, okay. how I came to you and whatnot. <laughs> I how got opinions on Tarkov. Oh, so well, that's, that's <laughs> I'd love to hear, like, you know, this is why at some point I'm going to get yeah. Cotton on here so he can share his opinion. So how, first of all, how did you find Tarkov? You said you transitioned from Siege. What made you, you know, was it somebody else was streaming um, it and... So my uh, my ex was like really into Tarkov, and so I kind of learned to play from him. And I was like, I'm like, damn, this is pretty fun. Like, I want to get into this. And then I just started hanging out in like Tarkov streams and learning about Tarkov. And then uh, like Clean hit me up, and he's like, oh, he's like, I have like codes. Did you want to like check it out? And I was like, hell. Yeah, like, and then I—that's how I got into Tarkov originally was because my my ex was really big into it, and then like, it was like perfect for me because I just needed to stop with the siege, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I hear I sense like some you know siege just left a bad taste in your mouth is, and that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard the community. Like you know, a couple times I've looked at the games like you know this could be fun, but then I just hear so much negative. It's the community's toxic. Okay, I I do. Let me tell you, I I'm now I'll use the FM. I fucking love Rainbow Six Siege. I literally have three thousand hours in that game. <laughs> I I love that game, and it is so fun when you have a five stack, yeah. right? When you have a full group or even like a four stack, a rando doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I love it. I love the people I've met through that game. Like I have, I will have lifelong friends because we put so many hours together communicating and playing and yeah. laughing and enjoying um i think just the problem with it is when people like you know over the years people walk away from games right yeah 
And so your five stack goes down to four, to three, to two. And then you're just like, you're playing with randoms. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the bad taste I have is from randoms. Right. And like, uh, and I would love to just be like, it's because I'm a chick that people are just automatically toxic, which is true. Yeah. But I do think that in general, uh, the game has had some poor toxic behaviors that have run rampant when they didn't necessarily had like the options to report. And Mm -hmm. so some things are just become the culture Uh, over time. Not that I think, like I said, the pros I've met, the casters I'm friends with, like those people, like the people I I play with regularly are amazing. Like they're incredible human beings. I think just a lot of the randoms are they're just they're just to- i mean it's yeah. just toxic it's just yeah. toxic behavior is like like ruin the game in my yeah. opinion all um, right so now for turkoff what got you hooked what was like you know what was that thing that's just like oh i'm so i love looting yeah i love picking up <laughs> shit and putting it in my inventory <laughs> there are very few things that uh give me like a you know that much excitement than yeah. finding stuff and actually making out with it. Well, you know what? It, yeah, it's getting incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I I loved the looting aspect of Tarkov. That was something that just woo. Yeah, loved it. So now you said your your opinion on Tarkov. So you've stepped away from it. You guys broke yeah. up. You're done. We broke. I'm done. I have deleted her number. <laughs> she has tried to call me from other people's phones. And I have told her to stay away, devil. And I have kept, like stayed strong. I have not gone back. So, yeah. What um, was it that, you know, made you guys break up? Okay. I can go back to the very moment I knew that Tarkov and I were done. Oh, no. Okay. This is good. So, it was years ago. I hope you... Do you remember the first trader event? It was, like, in the spring. It was mm-hmm. years ago. The very first trader event where they, like, discounted so many items and like made it just easy to go in um as someone that didn't necessarily enjoy the pvp aspect of tarkov yeah i definitely was all about the looting the pve the doing the quests like that kind of stuff so fun to me like scav runs i loved that it was like it felt like when they brought in the trader event that all the things that i felt like i was good at in the game became obsolete right so any edge I had to survive a PvP encounter was pretty much gone, right? Yeah. For me. Yeah. Uh, especially at that time when it was really popular to do groups, right? Mm-hmm. So you would go in, and I played solo, right? Yeah. And you would go up against a group of four, and I mean, like... Uh, you don't have a chance. I got a potato emote with a gun <laughs> for a reason, okay? Like, it wasn't going to end well for me. Yeah. And um, so I think that it kind of ruined it for me because like Mm -hmm. the things that I loved and I was good at were no longer important right and it wasn't like a one-time trader event like because I was still like you know teetering I was like I'm not sure about this but then when they kept having trader events and stuff yeah to me it just like uh, it just didn't do anything for me the same way anymore and like I said I felt kind of like when I was actually going against like pvp uh encounters it was always against a squad or a team or whatever and you you know it's just not fun it just for me right yeah for me it wasn't 
Do I think that Tarkov is probably one of the best FPS like FPS games out there? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, as as much shit as I'll talk about the fact <laughs> that I didn't like those changes, um, it's one of the best FPS games out there. Like, I will defend it any day of the week. Uh, but it just became a thing as it evolved and it's developed over the years. It yeah. just uh, phased out of the things that I enjoyed about the game. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now other content creators, who do you, you know, who do you like to watch when you're not streaming yourself? Um, what a great question. Uh, so I watch uh, my best girlfriend, Sugar Melly. Her and mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of co-op stuff on my stream together. I watch uh, a girl, Megan, who I love. Another one of my good friends. I like watch like my best girlfriends. Like it's yeah. kind of funny. Like, it's like, cause it's like hanging out. Right. Yeah. So I'll watch my girlfriend's uh play who's like oh i love bakba soup oh my god I lo- he's oh, an incredible creator he does a lot of speed run stuff mm-hmm. really big in like the resident evil community he's awesome uh, i'm trying to think of like really like big boy streamers that i love I- here's here's one that you guys are gonna love i love amaranth oh my <laughs> god i love her i watch her all the time um uh, but yeah those are kind of like my mix up, my yeah. my besties, and then like some of the people I really enjoy as creators. All right, very cool. Anyone out there flying under the radar people should check out? Okay, that's that's a hard question because I need to think about who who would I give this to. <laughs> um, probably one of my favorite variety streamers. I'm gonna name two. Okay. Eddie Monster is a great variety streamer, um, and a good friend of mine. Tiger Rider, also an incredible mm-hmm. uh, variety streamer. And then probably like Smoke Aloke. Those three, I guess I did three. That's all right. Uh, they're great. Honestly, I love like my variety friends and they're, they're very talented creators. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you're done streaming for the day. You're signing off. What are you doing afterwards? Ash is now ready to head out. What are you doing? What are some um, of the things I- you like to do? Um, so I, I cook almost every day. Nice. Um, I love cooking, but also it's just like, it's easy. So I get off stream, I cook, I go to the gym. I'm also like, uh, I'm an entertainment sponge. I watch so many movies and TV shows (laughs) and so much anime. It's disgusting. (laughs) I'm like embarrassed of the amount of hours that I have in all those things. Um, but yeah, so like, for me, after stream, I get off, make my dinner, play Hearthstone, eat my dinner, <laughs> go to the gym, watch stuff while I work out. I will like if I I'll do an hour on the elliptical so I can watch a TV show, no problem. <laughs> um, and then like I I go to the movies a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm a so, creature of habit, so that's it. You got it. That's all. Excellent. All right. So, what are some TV shows that are currently on your on your playlist? Um, I am watching right now. Okay. Succession. Have you ever seen that? I've on heard HBO? of it. Yes. I've just started it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching all of us are dead, which is on Netflix. It's yeah. like a Korean zombie show, which is pretty good. Um, I just watched the first episode of Kenobi. Okay. Um, I waited till all the episodes were out because like I'm a big binger and it makes it like way easy for mm-hmm. me. Um, on the anime side of things, I'm watching Spy X Family. Spy Family, it's it's fantastic if you like anime. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I just started Attack on Titan, but yeah. 
I just started as I'm in like the fourth season. <laughs> um, let's see what other anime am I watching right now? I'm very excited for my the new My Hero season uh, and Bleach coming back. Oh, yeah. That's like, whew, there you go. You got some real TV and then you got my anime. But <laughs> All right. Now, what are some of the latest movies you like? Any recommendations people should go see? I saw Maverick and holy crap. Maverick is so it was, good. It was good. So good. Oh, my. Have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. Tom Cruise is an, a Delta Bravo, but <laughs> I thought Maverick was, it was incredible. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and then I saw Jurassic World. Uh, it was not great, but I love Sam Neill. So, yep. you know, it is what it is, you know, equivalent exchange. Uh, let's see. What else have I seen recently? Goodness. Oh, I did see Morbius. Okay. It was not as bad as everybody said, I was just but say it felt like a... Have you seen it? I haven't, but I've heard, like you were just going to say, people are bashing this, like the end of it. It is not as bad as everybody. I thought it was going to be the worst thing I've ever seen. It was not. It just felt like a fever dream. You you know when you try to sleep and like you're half awake, but also half asleep and you're like, what's real and what's not real? That's how Morbius (laughs) was. But yeah, definitely if you're going to see a good movie, Maverick was chef's kiss. So good. And now what is your, you know, do you have like an all time favorite top three movies? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you're you're ready for that. <laughs> that is like the easiest question. For there we me. go. Okay. Um. So, Aliens is my favorite movie of all time. I can quote the whole movie. Director's <laughs> cut. I don't watch it if it's not the director's cut because mm-hmm. you're missing great lore. Don't ever let someone tell you that those extra forty five minutes are not worth it. They are. <laughs> uh, Aliens, absolutely my favorite. Then probably. Serenity is my second favorite movie. Oh my god, I love Firefly. So like, Serenity is so good. Ah, uh, my god, have, have you watched Firefly Serenity? No, I have not. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? Um, I've got then, three kids. Yes, you can watch this. It's PG thirteen. You'll be fine. All right, there we go. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Army of Darkness is probably my third. Uh, okay. Ooh. That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's a great podcast, uh, The Rewatchables. They go into, they pick apart all these movies, all the like behind the scenes stuff. Uh-huh. And Top Gun was one they did a while ago. And you're talking about how when they did the shot, the first Top Gun one where, you know, because Tom Cruise is, you know, not really. I just tall. rewatched it. Yeah. yeah. And they, they basically had the, you know, they built up the sand berm. So when he was, you know, across from his girlfriend, he was taller than her. And it was just like, oh yes. my God. Yes. Movie magic. I love that. I yeah. love that stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Gotta love a little guy. Short oh, yeah. so now any uh any big events any plans you got for this year that you're looking forward to Uh, so i'm actually obviously as like most of us have been locked inside for a long time um i'm very excited for san diego comic-con which is next month cool um and then twitchcon because i am i am so excited to see my twitch friends that is gonna be oh yeah, so those two things I'm probably very excited yeah. for this year. Big convention goer, so I'm I'm happy that we're starting to get back into it. Nice. All right. Well, Ash, you survived a podcast, Tardux podcast. Yeah. But before I let you go, you got to okay. pick out somebody, shout out somebody who you would think should come on the pod and have a great story to tell. 
I think that you should grab my best friend, Sugar Melly. You right. gotta get her on. She has a great story. You'll love her. Excellent. So I may have to get you to twist her arm, but you know, we'll get oh, her yeah. on. Oh yeah. Don't worry, I'll text her immediately after for you. <laughs> Don't you worry. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It was really nice to meet you. Yes, it was nice meeting you too. Thank you for having me.